Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. You don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Now with my colleague Jill Wagner, I believe on Wake Up With Cheddar, and you said of the New York Post story, I think Twitter's response to the actual article itself makes clear these purported allegations are false and they're not true. Uh, I was curious if that's still your position, that because we saw big tech react the way they did on the New York Post story, that uh, the allegations in it are, are off the table. They are false as far as you're concerned. Look, we're not going to waste any seconds on this smear campaign. Um, if we want to talk about corruption, let's look at Donald Trump. He's paid more ta- um, money and taxes to China than he has to the United States of America. So we're not going to waste any time on that. It's another distraction. We need to keep our eyes on the prize. We have five days to elect Joe Biden Harris as the next president and next vice president of the United States and to send Donald Trump packing. Sure. Okay. So to clarify, we, there were more accusations made this week. Uh, on that most watched Fox News interview a couple nights ago from Tucker Carlson. Did those meetings happen as they had been alleged when Joe Biden was a private citizen? We're not going to waste any time on this smear campaign because it's just another distraction to distract, uh, uh, again, away from four years of Donald Trump's reckless policies and his failed leadership. And I'm not going to accept the the premise of the question. We have five days to keep our eyes on the prize. And again, that is to vote Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. And are you vulnerable on this issue at all? because of your son's business dealings in, in China? No, I don't believe so at all. My son's business dealings were not anything with everybody that he's talking about, not even remotely, number one. Okay, welcome. You're live in the war room. It is, uh, what is it, we're the 30th? It's the 30th of October. It's Friday, uh, Year of Lord 2020. There's so much happening we're going to get into today. We've got uh, Richard Barris in the second hour of the show, one of the top uh, – not even a, a pollster, but really a data guy, data analytics, and he's going to go through and we're going to break down the entire map of the United States, particularly the battleground states. We're going to get into about Ohio, Florida, Wisconsin. He's going to be breaking some news on some polls that he's coming out with. One of the he and Susquehanna, I think two of the two of the solid guys around there. Um, we're going to get into the details of this day. Also, going to talk about Texas. Um, Texas has had, I think, by this afternoon, we'll have as many votes as they had in 2016. Also, we crossed. The 50 million mark in mail-in ballots. Massive story up uh, all over the place. A g- great story in The New Yorker uh, about uh, they finally catch up to the war room. They should have listened two months ago about how these, the state legislatures could actually drive this and it could get kicked to the House of Representatives. So a massive election administration, not even talking about voter fraud, election administration issue upon us. Uh, your, uh, the show now has 17 million podcast downloads. We're also the John Frederick Radio Network live. Uh, and John, we're going to be uh, riding shotgun with John on his uh, on his um, uh, show uh, on election night. We've got a very special announcement during the show today about election night coverage, very special coverage here in the war room. 
Real America's Voice Channel 219 on Dish, 113 at Comcast in Chicago, and Newsmax TV in 70 million homes. So Rob Sig and uh, Howard Diamond, John Solomon, the entire team over at um, over at Real America's Voice, and of course Chris Reddy and the guys at Newsmax. Of course, G News GTV, which makes us one of the biggest shows in the world, is they blow through the firewall live. To put us up on the VPNs, Raheem Kasama's jumping around. Yes, sir. It's <laughs> hot. I, more than he's got something stuck in his story. He's been he's been, he's been he's been he's been on. Ever since he teamed up with Nigel Farage, and Nigel got back. Raheem is all over the map. What's on? Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to the. You know how we passed a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yes. We're just about to pass 125,000 subscribers on YouTube. So I want to make sure that everybody knows they can subscribe to this channel, um, Steve Bannon's War Room, uh, on YouTube. And uh, Everything's and free. Podcasts, show. everything. We do Everything's free. We just want you in there to uh, – and we love Bernie. We love blue-collar Democrats. We want to get everybody in. Jack Posobiec's uh, wingman today. Richard Barris coming on. we got to start, though, with Rudy G., the star of Borat's um, – what is it? Subsequent movie, movie subsequent film. movie film. Borat's subsequent movie film, uh, nominated at the Independent F- uh, Film Awards, going to be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, uh, where do you where do you uh, put this? Uh, there's a poll out. Fifty two percent of the American people think this is a Russian disinformation campaign, but forty eight percent. Very discouraging to see that. I mean, I actually take it differently. I take it as very encouraging. With all the suppression by the mainstream, oh, you think it's good that we have forty eight. Yes, <laughs> come on, brother. This is what I had to do in sixteen. This is what I had to do in sixteen. Propaganda. I never expected propaganda to win in America. Uh, I mean, this, is, this can't mm, be. This can't be more false. Right part. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? I propaganda know. always wins. <laughs> Rudy, get that number two pencil out. <laughs> Write that down. Propaganda always wins. Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna flip that. Madeline's When I took over the, when I took over the president's case, he was sixty-two percent of the American people believed it. When I finished, it was only thirty-eight. So, thank you. I, I like low numbers. Well, no, but you should look. We've come. Let's up, get it down. We've come up based on. But well, that's why you're going to be everywhere over the over this weekend. You're going to be everywhere, and as you're more on local radio and TV, this is punching through. People, this is the Streisand effect. People, listen, with no support, no mainstream media support, little war room pandemic, a couple of national pulse, a handful of other small sites, and Rudy G out there at the tip of the spear. On AM radio, forty-eight percent of the American people saying, "Hey, there's a problem here." That's called a victory. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, we'll, we'll get we'll cross fifty percent this weekend, right? All we need is President of the United States. Write this down. All you need is to call Ray over for a cup of coffee. Just call him over for a cup of coffee in a chat, and you have your ten questions. Okay, I'm gonna go to question number three. Don't fire him in the room. I know Bannon keeps saying that, but don't fire him in the room. Just have him over for a cup of coffee, and maybe bring his boss too. Bring the Attorney General. And they can have a chat afterwards about special prosecutors, right? The president's not going to order him to do it. But, Mayor, as you sit here and look at this, should there be a special prosecutor and should the FBI director be terminated? Yes and yes. And the way the conversation should go is, uh, Mr. Director, you had the Brennan letter for four years. You had this this, uh, this, uh, hard drive for one year both of them completely exculpate me completely make me innocent of what i was impeached for and you didn't bring them to me now is there a reason for that and then he may say uh, mr president i have to look into it in which case he should say well we're fired because no fbi director should have to look into it 
an FBI director should be able to come into the president of the United States office with the answer to a highly significant question like that. I mean, that, this is ridiculous that this was not, and then he should be, and then Barr should be asked, did he hide this from you? And then we'll find out what Barr's answer is. And if Barr's answer is that he hid it from him, I don't know, maybe we put Ray under investigation for obstruction of justice. This is what I said yesterday. What's he doing hiding things like this? I said Ray and... These, think, these things relate to crimes. They relate to crimes. Okay. I, I know the FBI screws around with obstruction of justice and makes these stupid cases like on General Flynn. How about we make a real case on them? Okay, and I think I said pre-Braha the Southern District also should be under investigation. But there, last night, the FBI announced or leaked to James Rosen, who's one of the best reporters out there, that they've actually, oh, the hard drive we're actually looking at and it's part of an ongoing money laundering investigation. I understand you know a lot of details about that, but isn't that a classic misdirection play? Because these money laundering things take forever. It's going to be hundreds of billions, hundreds of millions of dollars. A couple of bankers will go to Club Fed, right? And you, you, you'll hear about it in the year 2024 on the page 15 next to the tire ads in the Wall Street Journal, right? And nobody will care. It's a total misdirection play when they say the money laundering situation. Right now, the two crimes are he's compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. Jack Maxey's been up now 48 hours dumping just documents, dumping term sheets, joint venture agreements, wire transfers, all of that. So I want to ask you, the compromise and the child endangerment, that's the two big issues before us today, is it not, sir? Yeah, yeah, the compromise is... Um Compromise has proven, I, I can think of 50 documents to prove, any one of which would disqualify you for a classification of any kind, and any one of which, if we had a country where our press cared about our country, would disqualify the candidate for president. I mean, for example, let's take the, 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 the one we have on, on uh, audio tape, in which he says, Hunter says, He's working as partners with a Chinese spy master and one of the chief intelligence people who's one of the richest men in China. Now, his father, Joe, is part of that deal. That's the 10% deal. That's the one where we have two other documents saying he's part of it. That's the one where Bobolinsky says he's part of it. And if you look carefully at the audio recording, he himself says, my father and I are going to be called as witnesses. And his father didn't know anything about his foreign dealings, and he's being called as a witness. And he gets a special courtesy call from the United States attorney, which is, I was the United States attorney. I didn't tip people off about investigations. I did investigations of Republicans. I didn't tip them off. I had to, I had to, I had to recommend a special prosecutor for my boss, who I thought was innocent, Ed Meese. But I had to do it. The law required me to do it. That's what a U.S. attorney does. A U.S. attorney doesn't make a sleazy little phone call to, to, to suck up to Joe Biden. Not unless he's a sleazy little politician. Uh, Mayor, real quickly, so you're saying he, should, he would not be able to get a security clearance just on the compromise part. There's 50 documents short. I know we only got you for a few more minutes. I want to go to the child endangerment. You know, uh, uh, Joe Biden's had as a wingman now his granddaughter ever since these allegations came up. All of a sudden, the granddaughter's going to mass with him. She was in Florida yesterday traveling with him. 
what what is the situation with the child endangerment? And to to your knowledge, you you and Bernie Carrick turned these documents over to law enforcement. Has anything happened to check on the welfare of the granddaughter? And the Delaware police, instead of visiting the home, which I believe they're required to do, uh, gave it to the FBI so they could put it in the circular file. And as far as I know, the FBI has done nothing to investigate the statement by Hunter Biden himself to his father that he's a danger to the kids. Now, we can, we, you can speculate about how much danger when you look at the other texts and the incredibly disgusting photos, 29,000. You can speculate as to how big a danger. But he said he was a danger. He at least has to be sat down by law enforcement in an interview room and asked, what did you mean by that? Here are pictures of you walking around that house with no clothes on, smoking crack. The crack had to be smelled all over the house. There were two minor children here. Is that what you mean by you were a danger to them? Or is the therapist right? You were taking your clothes off in front of them. I mean, these questions have to be asked. I don't care if you're Prince Andrew. Well, even Prince Andrew, maybe so, should be asked those so, questions. So, so Mayor, Mayor before, we got about a minute left. How did, this is what I understand. With that level of evidence that's on this hard drive, please explain to our audience how the FBI, the director of the FBI, cannot immediately forget whether he's going to investigate the Bidens. How can they not see this back a year ago and immediately have some sort of intervention or some sort of checking uh, as they're required by law to do? Tell me, they have essentially broken the law by not moving on this. Is that your, is that your belief? I believe there's a good possibility that the law of Delaware was broken where there's a mandatory reporting requirement for everybody. Uh, I'm not sure the exact interpretation of it. But there's certainly a good question about that. And there's no question that you have a... I'll tell you what the two detectives that viewed it for me said. He, to me and Bernie Carrick. And they said it to me very strongly, even though I was their boss. They said, boss, you have an obligation to do this. I said, I'm not a mayor. Or they said, you have an obligation to do it as a man. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, thank you very much. What's your, uh, but when's your new podcast? Thank you. When's your new pod? Is your new podcast already up? Uh, there'll be one. There'll be one up uh, today in which we do the best we can to summarize the key evidence so that people can understand this this large, large picture. And basically, it shows that over the eight years he was vice president, his family got. Minimum forty million dollars. Mayor, we gotta bounce. We'll put the podcast up. Thank you very much for joining us. Understand you're under pressure today. Thank you, sir. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Do you guys agree that this that was a misdirection play as good as James Rosen's reporting is last night? Everybody's getting worked up. But you should know, folks, late in the afternoon, everybody's all worked up. Going to be a major announcement from the FBI tonight. You know, uh, people are calling always oh, the campaign talking about this, which they weren't. They were focused on the business at hand. But everybody's heads on fire. The James Rosen announcement is really, and it was great reporting, but it's kind of what was announced last week. There is a money. This is why you know the hard drives legit. 
There is a money laundering investigation. Bobolinsky confirmed that about his interview with the FBI. And everybody's saying, this thing's so great. Six agents, three hours. Three hours? Yeah, I was there for like 40 with Trump with the nonsense on the Mueller thing. With 25 prosecutors. And they're, they, they're giving you a proctology exam. Every little tiny thing they're going through. Three hours with six agents. A year, a, over a year into this thing is a nothing burger. Okay? The, the FBI, this is all a misdirection play. This is all Ray trying to cover his job. Ray, you're done. You're fired. Another Chris Christie disaster, right? So Christie, instead of whining about, oh, they didn't tell me to wear a mask, instead of whining on your new wine, let's look at the two guys you recommended to the president, Berman, disaster, Southern District of New York, fired, and Ray, a total disaster. Well, it's uh, This whole thing's a misdirection play. The, the money laundering thing, if there is a money laundering investigation going on, there's a massive money laundering situation. Things with J.P. Morgan, right? They're looking at it. I think it's dealing with Russia and Latvia and all that. These money launder investigations take years, and what happens is banks, you know, Credit Suisse and these guys, you're going to get a bunch of bankers are going to go to jail, right? It's going to be in, the, in a small thing on page 15 of the Wall Street Journal, right, in four years from now. Nobody cares. Mm. Okay, this is not what it's about. That's a misdirection play. Everybody's running around. It's a misdirection play. It's a misdirection. It's not about what this is about. They're not on top of the compromise by the Chinese Communist Party. Trust me, they're not on top of that. Okay, they're not on top of that. They just got rattled on that in two weeks. Listen, when you see the numbers, you get embarrassed today. Here's what's happened. This is very much like 16 in the structure of the race as we speak today. Biden had the ability to put this away three weeks ago. He talked to Democrats now. They're all the hair pulling out. All the reporters in major paper, they're pulling their hair out. He had a chance to put it away. He had a chance to give a knockout blow, right? He didn't deliver. Why? He doesn't really have an argument in a case, but he do, couldn't put it away. But then you had the New York Post broke the story. We got on top of it. Everybody started pushing it. And here's what happened. Biden went underground. They didn't. He saw the – if that's your national spokesman that's on Cheddar, <laughs> no offense. You know, the guy at Cheddar, who, by the way, I love the guy. He asked a really good question and didn't back off. But Cheddar's not exactly – coming in the war room, okay? It's not being in a hostile environment where you're getting grilled or like going on CNN with Chris Cuomo and he's up in your grill from the beginning, which is, hey, I'm all good with that. I think that stuff's all fair, right? He's in there with on Cheddar and he can't answer that. They had a chance to put it away. They didn't put Trump away. Trump is got, he's, it, 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 people ask me, can it get done? Tough, but doable, okay? Because the two basic building blocks of Ohio and Florida are coming in here. But to this point, when Rudy says, well, 52% of the people think it's a, a Russian operation, I said, yeah, but 48% of the people think it's legit. And this is where the tech oligarchs have suppressed it. And the mainstream media won't talk about it because the Biden thing is that, oh, it's a smear and we're not going to discuss it. Keep your eye on the prize. They understand they can't even have any – they don't even push back because even in pushing back, they're going to get uh, crushed. The apparatus has come around it. Everything Chris Ray's uh, FBI is doing is phony right now to cover themselves for having this for a year. So I don't want to hear that, oh, it's legit, and it's, yeah, fine, we know it's legit, and we know it's a money laundering investigation. That's just a shiny toy for everybody to go run for the shiny toy. It's not the heart of the beast. Jack Posobiec, you're giving me that, you're giving me that, uh, the look that normally um, Jack Maxey gives me. Steve, here's the thing. Here's the tell in all of this, right? If the FBI had this for over a year, right, as we've been told, or just under a year, rather, um, Money laundering 
Where's this counterintelligence investigation? You can open a counterintelligence investigation right now. And when national security is on the line, that's not something you put off. That's not something, no, you interview Tony Bobulinski on day one. You go in and you talk to him. You say, who were the agents? Who were the contacts? Will you give us access to your phone? You go and get a subpoena for that phone. That's the first person you talk to is Tony Bobulinski, the guy who walked away. The fact that that wasn't done shows you that this is a bunch of CYA. Why didn't they interview him until he came out publicly? One on. year ago, one year ago, the FBI had access to a hard drive that had Hunter Biden saying – I'm in business with, and my partner is the spy chief of the Chinese Communist Party. The FBI had that. Ray, money launder that. Dude, your career is done. You're See finished. My, the only argument is the hardcore Trump guys want your head on a pike today. The, 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 maybe the more rational wanted after voting closes on, on, on Tuesday, although I think they missed the point. We have to have a forcing function. I got a forcing function. Call Ray and say, hey, why don't you come over for a Diet Coke this afternoon? Come in the Oval. Come in the Oval and have a Diet Coke. I'm going to press the red button. Get, get you a couple of cold Cokes, right? Let's have a Diet Coke. And uh, I've got a little index card, and i got 10 questions on it, right? Got 10 questions on it. Now, the hardcores will say at the end of the 10 questions, you tell him, you don't need to go back to FBI headquarters. I'm going to have your shit boxed up and sent to your house, Right? Boxed up and sent to your house. You don't agree with that? Fine. You can't swear, Steve. Oh, what did I say? The S word. Oh, I did say that? Okay, God. I want to apologize. We, need an, I, we need an Irish jar in yeah, here. No. <laughs> so, um, chop block. Okay. Where's my Ghana casket here, right? I'm about to get walked out of here. No, <laughs> no, 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 but this is my point. This is a misdirection play. Ladies and gentlemen, you come to the war room to get the real deal. Last night, and I have tremendous respect from James Rosen, that's misdirection, money laundering. Posobiec is a naval intelligence officer that speaks perfect Mandarin. Why? Because he follows the Chinese Communist Party, what China's doing. He knows this is an influence operation, massive, come from year from decades with Tiger Yang in, in charge of it. They've captured, they've done this is called elite capture. This is the British East India Company model of how you go in and capture the elites and with a handful of guys you run the deal. We are a tributary state to China. We ship them raw materials. We ship them soybeans and, and pork bellies and uh, uh, raw material and lumber and natural gas and all this other stuff. Nothing that has anything up the production value add change except some high-end chips, right? Besides that, it's just raw materials. That's why we have a structural $500 to $600 billion a trade deficit year in and year out until you bring the jobs back, okay? That, that's the structure of the world's economy. They want to keep it like that. In the in the in the in the apparatus wants to keep it like that because the slave labor of China and no regard for their environment. The environment is just a dumping ground, right? Go ahead, jump in here. Don't don't be shy. By the way, her the guy Hunter said, Biden. I'm getting so much audience negative feedback on cutting you guys off. Hunter Biden was a Navy officer. How can you be a Navy officer with this level of ties to foreign? Organizations, foreign oligarchs. Don't get this level Maxie of financial. Don't get Jack How can that. you be in the? Where was NCIS? 
Where was NCIS on this? Right? They should have been the first ones in line. I'm working with the spy chief of China. Yeah, that's what we call a clue. We call that a clue, <laughs> right? So we found a clue, a pretty pretty big smoking clue right here. Um, hey, NCIS, maybe you guys can stop messing around with, like, you know, petty officer or whatever. For all the Democrats, you have to understand, you know, this is going to not just lead to an impeachment. They're going to be a special prosecutor on this. There will be a special prosecutor picked on this. Schmuckatelli. So you guys got to understand. Yeah, Seema Schmuckatelli. Seema Schmuckatelli. You, you, you have to understand there's going to be a special prosecutor. So win, lose, or draw, there's going to be a special prosecutor. And Devin Archer and Chris Hines and all the other names we're dumping out here day in and day out. You know, Bob Alinsky's coming forward to, to try to, you know, clean his skirts, right? And he seems like a d- decent, honest guy, particularly if you look at the, uh, you know, he's coming forward. Hey, I talked to the he's FBI. He's nothing to gain from this. Nothing to gain from this. So it's he's being a patriot, as a naval officer should be. So, But this is, this is where you can't take the excuse. The apparatus closed ranks to protect... Uh, Biden, that being said, this stuff was not that hard to find. It's all out there. It's open secret. They've been in business all over the world. Where's the oppo department of Bernie Sanders? Where's the oppo department of Focahontas? Focahontas, you want to be secretary of treasury? A uh, 20% of what treasury does is intel. Is that not correct, Mr. Prasobic? Oh, yeah. The SWIFT system, knowing where the cash is going all over the world? Treasury has a fantastic intel uh, department. They, with the tracking, what they do, following the money, looking at the SWIFT system, they absolutely know where to go in on do all you this think, stuff. Do you think Treasury knows where this, where this dough's been going back and forth to these guys? If they've got something open, the question is, and it, it's what you just said, you know, why don't we even talk about it? Right? Just say it. The Bidens were protected. The Bidens were protected up and down the line from Treasury, from FBI, from NCIS. When they saw the Biden name, they looked the other way. Putting the swamp on is too cute a term. This is a uh, permanent political class in an administrative state that we have to hit the blowtorch to, right? This is systemic, right? This is systemic. This is Woodrow Wilson. It was his dream. It was his dream. He wanted to set up the German system of an organic state that would run on its own. Without going back to Claremont here, right? God, these, you know, this Claremont, is the, they're, they're the organic state. No secret handshakes. In no, the war no Congress. No, no White House. This the is, organic state. That's this, Wilson. This, this is designed. This, this changed. This changed Andrew Breitbart. Andrew Breitbart came back from Claremont. All he talked about was the Frankfurt School. Okay, yeah, Frankfurt School. Let's exactly. crank up the music. We're gonna when we come back, we're gonna talk about Antifa. There's a new movie that's gonna come out. Also about shutting down Washington D.C. We're gonna have a Zoom call that's gonna put you in the middle of federal employees planning a siege of Washington, D.C. on your tax dollar. Just want to make sure that you understand something. Embrace it, ladies and gentlemen. You're underwriting this. We're going to be back in a moment. Raheem Kassam, Jack Maxey, Stephen K. Bannon, and our co-host, in-studio co-host, Jack Pasovic. Be back in a moment. With Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. As federal employees and intelligence contractors. I'm a management and programs analyst. I work in the national security community. I spent 
three and a half years um, as a contractor at DHS HQ. If you read the mainstream press, like they all have signal accounts, text them, leak everything you can. The journalists I've dealt with have been super ethical in ways to shield me to be the source of the leaks. Groups on the outside being able to show uh, solidarity with federal workers. Making sure that we're naming what is happening as a coup. Totally agreed in the shutdown BC conversations that I've been having and that's not on the federal side. We um, also are often saying that we call it a coup. They plan to shut down Washington, D.C. and other major U.S. cities starting November 4th until Inauguration Day. Do we have any plans for how to respond if there's a coup? Come to BLM Plaza um, anytime after 4 p.m. on election night. On the 5th, we're going to uh, shut down the White House. Map the White House and know every access point so we know we can blockade it. On the 6th, we're going to shut down uh, larger parts of Washington, D.C. We've been working on a target map and a framework for scenario. So where are all the police stations? Where are all the key government buildings? Who are the Trump boosters? Members of Congress that are coming in, um, we're going to meet them at the airports or at Union Station um, and send them back to where they came from until we deal with the, the situation that we're in. We are going to be in a crisis, but we want it to be one that we are creating. Whoever's got the guns can win. Let's take over the buildings. If there are people that are willing to do that, we should support them. Get ready to shut your city down on the 4th or the 5th. Regardless. That, ladies and wow. gentlemen, is a Zoom call that is, was picked up by uh, Millie. Uh, Millie Weaver. Millie, Millie Weaver. Weaver. And you, I mean, the when, controversial some, when you got the goods, you got the goods. When you, Millie's got the receipts. Got the okay? receipts. That is, and I want to play that later in the thing. This is stunning. And one of the people in at least a fifth end was a star of my film, but 10 years ago with Andrew Breitbart, Occupy Unmasked. She is, and I give the devil her due, she's done this for 40 years. She's a tough hombre, okay? This is a, she's a radical, she, she makes no bones about it. She was one of the people in back of the Occupy movement. I said Occupy Unmasked because there was the Antifa and the black flag groups underneath it. It wasn't the college kids laying on the grates. It was this subterranean that Andrew Breitbart was the first guy to pick up. He pitched me the first time. I go, we get out here. It's a bunch of kids I'm from Wall Street. It's a bunch of kids laying on the grates down there by Trinity Church. I'm bored already. He goes, no, 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 you don't understand. And Brandon Darby and Lee Stranahan and Andrew Breitbart had it. And I'm telling you, she was the star of the film, one of the stars of the film because she's in your grill and she's coming for you, right? They've been playing this for a long time. So don't think these people are not – okay, a couple of things. Don't think they're not organized. Don't think they're not smart. I totally disagree with their politics or most of it. But they're very dedicated to their cause. They're not backing off, right? These are anarchists. These are revolutionaries. We had David Horowitz in the film who had been there. David Horowitz gave me the greatest line ever. He says, you can't negotiate. There's nothing to negotiate. The purpose of the revolution is the revolution. There's no – you can't go to Lafayette. And there's no terms that you can get into a discussion and, and have – that's why they're very amorphous of what she, they're looking for. She just said it. She says the line – we want there to be a social crisis, but a crisis that we create. And they've got the map. They are mapping out the access points to the White House for blockades. If you go to the inter the interactive map that they've set up, which I've accessed, Steve, I showed you this yesterday after the show, um, and now we're now we're talking about it. They are mapping every Republican address in the city as a potential target. But you wow. had also said that you were going to be on this this Zoom call. Somehow, you guys have broken the code. 
about how to get in there, right? We and these there, are. Got, there's, I want to make there's sure there's more. I, I want to make there's sure. Okay, more. I want to make sure the audience understands. Some of the people on here are federal government employees or contractors by their own admission. By their own admission, paid for by your tax dollars. Right. These right. are people. These are people that are inside. When we talked about the anti-Trump Trump, resistance in the, in the Trump, administration, in the Trump administration, the Miles Taylors. And, we we got to stop with the phony. The, the swamp thing's too cute. He's a swamp creature. Swamp. It's yeah. too cute. Drop that. Drop that term in the war room. That in the war room. Scratch it out. Take your pad out. Scratch it out. This is the administrative state, and it's dangerous. Okay. This is the apparatus. Not a conspiracy, but there are no coincidences. Right. They're on there working with the anarchist. And this is the third thing, Raheem Kassam. Let's go back, make sure we connect some dots here. Let's go back to the Transition Integrity Project. There's three verticals that are converging. And we can go on. We're going to have on our special tomorrow, Bill McGinley will be joining us. We're going to go through all the, the lawfare part of it. There's suits coming every day. I mean, this thing is now, they're getting ready. And there's a great article in... Um, there's a great article in The New Yorker about Pennsylvania, and there's a great article in Reuters today about how Bob Bauer is heading this up. Bob, Bob Bauer is the guy. It's even – he's Esper's uh, – not Esper. It's uh, Elias. He's Mark Elias's senior partner at Perkins Coy. He's now a law professor. His father was grilled by Roy Cohen during the McCarthy hearings for being sympathetic to communist. Okay. Remember, Cohn and McCarthy were right. The place was was in the Nation magazine. You're, you're, and, and I.F. Stone was a KGB asset. Okay, we know that now because of the Verona files, right? And, and you can actually search the Venona files. They are Venona, all yes. available. Everything that was said in those trials was 100% true, but we had to wait 50 years to find the, that the out. The connective tissue, the connective tissue. Got Bauer is the head. He's the he's the... He's like the emeritus. He's in Reuters today being interviewed. We'll get that story up and get it to National Pulse. It's, it tells you they've got a – that's the lawfare part. They then got the social media part. You saw the oligarchs smirking at you the other day. Uh, you know, uh, the, the AI, the, the robot, uh, Zuckerberg, you can tell he's a robot because there's no life in those eyes. Those are dead eyes. Cyborg. Cyborg. They got to get the cyborgs better. You got to get some life in the cyborg eyes, right? Come on, Espanon. <laughs> Espanon, right. I'm not into the, the the QAnon thing, but I got my. They're all AI or aliens or cyborgs, right? Um, and I'm sticking with that. There's no coincidence. How does a guy have dead eyes like that? He's saying, "Oh, the FBI called me. FBI called me." And then you've got the street muscle. We showed you the third leg of the stool. Raheem Kassam, This brings to the full thing. You've got all three legs of the stool now. You got the lawfare part. You've got the social media part. We told you that the New York Post situation was just a dry run. That's bloody Kansas to the Civil War. They shut you down. Rudy's in the mumble tank. Hey, only 48% Rudy. What are you talking about? We've had, the oligarchs have shut us down, and 48% of the American people know it's a scam. If we just get the right guys in the right districts, it'll lead to victory. At least it blunted his momentum. That 48% stopped the momentum. It stopped Biden from closing the deal. Raheem, jump in here, and then Jack, and then the two Jacks. No, I mean— Look, <laughs> but this reinforces what you've been telling people all along. This reinforces the the trend. People are saying, "Oh, you guys this, are blowing." They didn't show up on the seventeenth. They're not there. You guys kept saying they're going to do a siege. Yeah, yeah. There's no siege. The reason they're not in the street because they realize the media be doing ne negative stories about it, right? But 
there's so much more to this as okay, well. Go ahead. And actually, Kyle Kyle Albert has been doing some of the research behind this thing. We're going to pop a story up on the National Post later today. I think it's like 3,000, 4,000 words connecting all of the dots and the connective tissue between all of these different, uh, from people who have worked at the universities and colleges doing weaponized information campaigns, who have then gone on to the United States Institute for Peace. And all of this is all coming together now. There's, all, there's, a, there's a massive convergence going on right now. And yeah. They didn't turn up on, on, on the 17th or whatever. It was September 17th, whenever they were supposed to Because they're that. working they, here on the Zoom calls. Not just that, yeah. but but they got ahead of themselves. They got over, ahead of their own skis on how many people they could actually deploy. And remember, they didn't think that Secret Service and the White House would increase the, the, the uh, thing, the cordon around the White House. Now, we blew the, their plans. in the last week, exactly, in the last week, they've changed it even further. I don't know if you've gone down to the other side of the White House, but they've changed the security thing even further now. And this is game of cat and oh, mouse they, going they, on they, right they've now. They've pushed out the perimeter. they pushed out the perimeter, Where's and they've, the, raised the, they've raised the new fence. So there's this cat and mouse game now, because, hey, yeah, people are watching what's going on in these Zoom calls, and you can see it on Twitter day by day as well, as they start leaking out their plans, because they're trying to get enough bodies on the ground to make this matter. They don't want it to fizzle out again. What they need, they're, they're in the operational cycle now. This is What you're looking at is an operational cycle of clearly an organization sorry joe biden but this is clearly an organization right now what they refer to it as is affinity groups uh and so you're you're seeing people on there from uh, the greenies you're seeing people from uh, i guess you call them the grannies at this point with some of those uh the college types and and then you're also seeing you're seeing blm uh some members from blm but they're all now converging into their operational cycle. And because they're building that momentum, they've gotten to the point where they need to be able to drop some level of OPSEC so that they can build out those recruitments. Remember, an Antifa black block requires three tiers. And that lowest tier is the people- Walk us through the tiers. So, that the, so tier three or, or the green tier um, is essentially, that's your day trippers. That's your someone who's just showing up. They've got a mask on. They're not really there. They're not going to fight anybody. They're not going to do anything. Uh, but they're going to stand there to be your greatest amount of mass so that the people who are there actually coordinating the activity and then conducting what they call direct action. Uh, you know, somebody smashes a window and then the next person runs up and throws in, you know, throws in some kind of lit uh, Molotov cocktail or something, right? That's organized. That's a tactic. You have to plan that out. Um, that's why, why if you walk around Washington, D.C. right now, do you see all the luxury stores starting to board themselves up? They know what's going on. Everyone in the city knows what's coming. Uh, it's, I got to correct that because I saw that on Chris Rufo's Twitter yesterday about the luxury stores getting boarded up. It's every store. It's not yeah, just a yeah, luxury yeah. store. It's every, every store. store. You walk, take a walk CVS. down Connecticut Avenue. Yeah. Every single store is now boarded up out there. It's a it's a war zone. It's a banana republic. Right, and we can't talk, and we can't talk about know. this. Yeah. Right. Are they worried about QAnon? Are they worried about Russian disinformation? The Poe Boys? No. They know exactly what's coming. They know exactly, and everybody knows what's coming. They didn't report. They didn't report it. during the journey thing that that Georgetown got burned down. I mean, Georgetown, those stores on 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 uh, was it M Street and then Wisconsin? They yeah. all got they all got trashed. They got looted. They got burned. It's, that's why the boards are coming up. They know what's going to happen, and it's not the Tea Party protesters. It's not the QAnon guys, right? It's all nonsense. This is all spin. You know, it's not. It's it's not. It's not the good guys that are coming here to try to burn you down Washington. Think about the propaganda coup that these groups are giving the Chinese Communist Party and what they're going to do with the images that you see on November the 3rd oh, or 4th yeah. right now. It's hand in hand. Folks, well, it doesn't well, this have is to what I think way. about the propaganda for the Chinese Communist Party. We have to make it clear to the American people that these people are operatives 
of the Chinese Communist right. Party. This is not a reflection on you, the good, decent deplorables of America. <laughs> this is a reflection on agents operating inside our country willingly or without knowledge, perhaps. They could be dupes, but make no mistake, they are operating on behalf of the Communist Chinese, just as the Biden crime family is operating on behalf of the Chinese, just as the leadership of the Democratic Party through their silence is operating on behalf of the Chinese. Same with the mainstream media. Guys, we have dozens of thumb drives right here with every single document on it. Nobody in the mainstream media is coming by. Well, I wonder why not. We're going to go hand these out in front of the SEC later. Well, actually, good news. We had some major news operations calls last night, and uh, Jack, I think they are coming by. Well, they, they did. We did yeah. take care of one person. I think they're panicking that no, they're, they're going to miss the story. No, they're panicking. We've got a mainstream media is going to come over and sit with Jack this afternoon and go through this because they understand – they know we got the receipts, so they saw the receipts and go, hmm, we better get ahead of this. This is going to be egg in our face. We better get behind it. We're going to, get, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about your, the new film. Can we play the trailer of Antifa? Jack Posobiec. Okay. We're going to go out with Miles Guo. Hang with us. Fight for Hong Kong. We'll be back in a moment. With Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Times to be organized and orchestrated chaos. They call everybody they disagree with Nazis. I felt like I had no choice but to do what I did. So yeah, kill them, kill the Nazis. Long live the Socialist Revolution. When conditions become right, people do get the opportunity to change the whole system through a revolutionary struggle. International revolutionary people's guerrilla forces work to defend social revolutions around the world. We gotta fight it out. We're gonna remake this country in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Liberals get to them all first. Someday we gotta knock those motherfuckers to control this thing right on their ass. Okay, welcome back to War Room. That's the new film. Do we have a title for it? It is Antifa, Rise of the Black Flags. Wow. So you, decide, Rise, you decided not to use targets? Rise of the Black Flags. The Black Flags being the Black Flag of Anarchy, correct? The black Flag of Anarchy. I love the title. The Rise, Rise of the Black Flags. Antifa, the Rise of the Black Flags. We want to have... And you see them. right there in the trailer the connection between... Uh, the Chinese Cultural Revolution, all the tactics that came out of there, and the way that 100%. Antifa uses this them is the exactly today. This is French Revolution. Listen, 
Kissinger's sitting there. They're sitting there having a, a tea with Mao Zedong and Richard Nixon. There's a little lull in the conversation, and Kissinger's nervous, trying to make some things. He says, "Say, you know, what, what are you? What are you? Th- since you're revolutionaries, what are your thoughts on the French Revolution?" Uh, Cho and Lai, pretty smart hombre, too early to tell. <laughs> Right, it's the same. This is the French Revolution. This is cultural revolution. That was the same. And they do set up guillotines at many, many of their protests. Well, they set up at Bezos's house, so they set up in protests. There's a reason they talk about the guillotine. There's a they they are telling you. They're telling you every single time they do this what their tradition is and what their background is. That's my point. In fact, there's a reason they bring up the guillotine. There's a reason they bring up the Spanish Civil War. There's a reason they don't talk about the Chinese Cultural Revolution because they don't want to talk about that one because that one got a little bit out of hand. And Remember they, BLM, these are struggles. This in, in June, we had all the Chinese on every weekend. This was, These are all struggle sessions. They right? know it. They've lived it. Their families have lived it. And you look at, what's the, what's the MSNBC guys? Is it Chris, Chris Hayes, the little the nerdy one? Yeah, Chris Hayes, yeah. They, they're all kind of little. They're all man. like that. Yeah, he's a so, so, he, he's so they also are signaling with, the, he attacks Christopher Hitchens last night. He says oh, Christopher right. Hitchens yeah, 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 yeah. Was, was alive today. He'd be making million dollars on Substack, blogging about anti-fur and mobs in the streets and stuff. Yeah, he probably would. But he's saying it as a pejorative, right? This that Hitchens was never on the left anyway. And focusing you on know, China. And, and Hitch wrote, why Orwell matters. And why did Orwell matter goes right back to the Spanish Civil War. You know, I see two things from these guys. Number one, I think they're signaling to everyone that their attention at the end of this day is murder. And that is what happens in Maoist revolutions around the world. And I think there's another little thing here inside the polling. Because of the fact that Maoist revolutions always end up murdering, we know that they make lists. Nobody wants to be on one of their lists. I can tell you, if any pollster called me, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. By the way, so Thimajig is that's why uh, um, our guest Richard Barris is going to talk about exactly as a pollster how difficult it actually is to get working class people in the evening to actually answer any questions or answer any questions so at all. Barris actually asked the question. We'll bring this up later, but yeah. he actually pulled the question Do you believe in a shy Trump vote? Right, he pulled out state to state. I want to go back to this Antifa though. Uh, we're gonna we got to play some of this tomorrow. This this film has to come out like tonight. This is very important. People have to our audience and and just for our audience, we're actually going to have a Vox popular tonight. We're going to have a call in. Uh, all you have to do is eight 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 four eight zero five six four six. Now we're not going to be on Real America's Voice. They get the great shows they have in the afternoon, uh, including the uh, which they can't preempt because of Raheem's contract. Um, but we're going to be on from three to six. 888-480-5646. Vox Populi, backed by popular man, Jack Maxey, if I can keep him awake, with the receipts. Jack Maxey's going to have the receipts. If I can, the mainstream media is all over Jack now to, 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 to do it. So we're going to have... But by gonna, the way, I don't mind giving you my hour for Vox Populi. <laughs> I'd do it from here. <laughs> the, um, we could do the National Post at 3 may, o'clock from here and do Vox Populi for Maybe we talk about it. Do Vox Populi. Since Nigel's back on a plane, Raheem doesn't have a show today. Yeah, so I'm going drinking, buddy. So, um... But I want to go back to this Antifa thing. Well, let me let me say, yeah. so what we're doing in this film uh, and what we've done, it's in about 60 minutes, we're going to the past and we're going to the present, right? We're showing how past makes present. And uh, just as an example, right, the lack of journalism that's been done on the anti-fascist movement or Antifa in general, why is it that the name of the founder of Antifa isn't a household name at this point? Why isn't... Why isn't it that we don't know the name of the guy in what? 1932 who stood up there in in Weimar well, they, Germany? They never have that. They 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 
a flat organization. They don't want to t- focus on. But originally, they originally it was different. Originally, they had they fighting. Learned, they originally learned the they had fighting brigades, right? And right. this is where they learned the lesson. Uh, originally, they had fighting brigades. It was called originally it was called the Red Front Fighting Brigade uh, in in Weimar Germany, and it was headed by a Soviet agent named Ernst Talman. Mm. All right, they they outlawed the Red Front. He became the chairman of the Communist Party, but then he later set up right. Right before uh, uh, Hitler becomes chancellor, he sets up a group called Anti-Fascist Action, right? And that was the original Antifa. That is who they go back to, the fighting brigades of Weimar Germany. And Steve, here is the key. This is what people need to understand, is that during that time frame, Antifa targeted the republic. They targeted their republic, but they were given orders by Stalin. He said, this republic... Of, that you have in Germany, this is social fascism. They are the real fascists, and so you have to target them to tear down capitalism, to tear down their republic. Where have you heard that lately? From On a scale from 1 to 10, given what's going to happen on Tuesday night, uh, how uh, Antifa, 10 being a DEFCON 5 threat, domestic, Mr. Pasovic, where are they? We're at least we're at least at five to six at this point. It a could five be higher. To six. It could be higher. As a domestic threat. As a domestic threat. And certainly in Washington D.C. Okay, we're gonna take a short break. We're gonna return. We got uh, Richard Barris, the uh, pollster in data analytics, to talk about where we are. A lot more going on in the second hour. We're gonna stick and talk about the revolution that's about to visit you in your home. <laughs> 